That's a track from Tegan and Sarah there. Hello and welcome to Out in South London with me, Rosie Wilby, on Resonance 104.4 FM. That's actually an old track from Tegan and Sarah, the lesbian twins. Um, If anyone's got their new album, I really want it. But that's one of my favourite of their old tracks, Red Belt. But they're getting a lot of rave reviews for the new record at the moment. Well, we've got two guests in the studio. Shortly in the second half of the programme, we're going to be talking to the artist Simon Croft. If you remember, we had Victoria Cantons on recently talking about the Loudest Whispers exhibition that's going on for LGBT History Month at St Pancras Hospital Conference Centre. So we'll be talking to another one of the artists, Simon Croft, shortly. But before all that, we have Guy Hornsby, who is the Executive Director of the Hammersmith Riverside Centre and, um, or Studios, Riverside Studios, I should say, I think, to give it its proper title. And they've got a fabulous gay film season going on that starts this Thursday, week-long season, Deep Desires and Broken Dreams. Hello, Guy. Rosie, good evening to you. Um, well, that's a brilliant title for the season, first of all. How many have you heard under this banner? This is our fourth year, actually, and uh, we spent ages trying to think of a, of a, of a good title for a, for, for a gay season of, of movies, and we were kind of driven by the movies themselves because all of them, no matter how much we, we looked at them, either had some deep desires in it yes. or some broken <laughs> dreams, or indeed both. Both, yes, so, so, so we thought that it was the perfect title for, for, for a gay film season. Absolutely. Um, so tell us a bit about the films that you've got on. You've got a couple that we've already um, featured on this show, actually. We've had interviews with um, members of the cast of Lawrence Anyways, which yeah, is a film. wonderful, moving film um, about a man changing sex. And also, um, Lee, uh, Keep the Lights On. We actually did a review very recently and spoke to the director, Ira Sachs, over the phone. Absolutely. And I have to say, those, those are two of our absolute star films in, mm. in, in, in this year's season. Uh, and are likely to be very, very popular indeed. Uh, yeah. We've got 18 movies, basically, yeah. uh, across a whole whole week. And we're trying to get something in there for, for everybody. Um, some classic movies and some very recent movies. Yeah. Um, and some ones that which make you cry and ones that make you laugh. And I think that's probably the most important thing of, of, of any gay film season. I think Some uh, make you do both, of uh, Some of them make you do both in the same movie, yes. yes yeah. uh, absolutely right. Um, I mean, just to pick a, a, a few of my favourites uh, from, from this year, we're, we're starting with a... Uh, a great fun uh, frolicky film called uh, Going Down in LA in La La Land which <laughs> is about a guy who, who basically goes to La La Land and, and he ends up um, not making his rent so uh, he decides oh, to go, yeah. go and work for a film studio we can all imagine what sort of film studio <laughs> and uh, and he makes a, a, a few mo- movies there and then falls in love with the love of his life and, and it's an absolutely uh, brilliant movie and, and great fun and a good way to, to start things off um, and then we've got the, the, the UK premiere of Cal which we're mm. very proud of I'm sure lots of people saw Shank about two or three years ago a very very hard hitting movie uh, set in Bristol um, about guys who, who are on hard times and uh, mm. Cal was the ma- was the main uh, character in Shank, and right. and here he is coming back uh, four years later as a twenty three year old rather than a nineteen year old, and you see how life has really made a change to him. He's he's been through a lot. He's been to prison. He's been. Um, 
uh, homeless. Uh, mm-hmm. He's had to go out to, to earn his own living. And, and yes, it's, it's changed him quite a lot. And, and this and is, is, is a this really a moving sequel? Movie. It's a sequel to the movie. Yeah. Um, it's very moving indeed. It's very um, And is it hard-hitting. fictional or is it based in reality? I think it's uh, fictional. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I do think that there's, there's quite a few people involved in the movie who've used elements of their lives yeah. to actually uh, focus in on, on the film. And I think that makes it uh, quite powerful. Yeah. Um, it's certainly very much a British film and uh, we're very proud to, to support British movies and I, th- and I think that um, it is about life in Britain and it's quite a hard look at life in Britain but certainly a, a story that, that needs to be told. Mm. Um, I think our, our other uh, real highlights, uh, just to pick a few of them, Love Free or Die uh, is mm. an amazing movie which uh, is a documentary, one of two documentaries that we have um, within our film season. And it concerns the openly gay bishop of New Hampshire, Gene Robinson. Yes. And, and what is so interesting about it is is that it's... It, it, if in the movie they have um, a number of Anglican bishops uh, talking about their religion, and mm-hmm. the interesting thing is that one of them's black and female mm-hmm. in America, right. and of course well, the thing which you don't get in the UK <laughs> are black female uh, bishops. No. You don't get any female bishops no. at all. <laughs> exactly. um, so you can imagine the difficulty that, that she had in. Uh, America to end up in the position she's in mm. and yet there they are tear- tearing themselves up, uh, apart uh, about gay marriage and I, th- I think it's a very very interesting uh, movie uh, particularly in a country which is really struggling to find out where it's going and, and even in the UK where we've moved on you know a heck of a way mm. um, w- with gay marriage uh, we're still not there yet we still haven't quite got the sort of equality that, that many people are after. No I mean it's, it's interesting though because I actually I've, I've sort of been going back through some of my own archives for a new show that I'm developing and I found in my student women's newspaper from 1991 uh, when I was on the SU and I was the women's officer, we staged a mock wedding outside York Minster um, with sort of banners saying just married and it was on St Valentine's Day and we thought it was this very provocative thing. We we were thinking oh you know same sex marriage like there were two women got married and two men and we thought you know that'll never happen in reality and it seemed like this amazing thing that, that we were staging and it, it's quite interesting now it, that it, that's it, what it the Tories want you yeah, know David it, Cameron's it all in favour how things change because yeah. um, I, I, I was in Amsterdam with, with my now husband um, and we walked past the Homo Monument in Amsterdam which is the world's only monument uh, to gay people uh, right next to Westerkirk which is a beautiful cathedral uh, where Rembrandt's buried uh, mm. and was featured in, in, in the uh, Anne Frank Diaries oh, yeah. uh, as the a church that she could always hear, um, and we and we always said we'd like to get married there, and that's actually where we did get married, oh. and we never thought it was going to happen, and oh, wow. and that's why it's quite an interesting uh, thing that, that actually twenty in twenty years life does change, and and, and things things can move on. Uh, what we're talking about documentaries, I also yes. want to mention with th- where places don't move on. Uh, oh, Call yes. me Kuchu. Um, uh-huh. It's we've got this fantastic um, story. Of, of the brutally homophobic legislation in Uganda. Mm, uh, effectively, right, yes. uh, the government's trying to pass uh, laws where uh, you can be hanged I- if you're gay. Mm-hmm. That simple. Yeah, uh, they want yeah. to, to beat people to death and hang them. And um, it tells the story of how so many gay people are ostracised mm-hmm. into the most squalid um, are not even homes. I was going to say homes. They're not well. really homes. They're just, they're, they're just cardboard boxes and tin roofs Mm. Um, and the story of these very brave people and their battle uh, Mm. to remain who they are 
uh, is told so starkly in this movie, and, it, and, and we're very proud to have it. And it's on uh, Monday, 25th of February, and it, right. and it really is. It's a very upsetting film, but it's really yes. worth going to yes, see. So uh, you know, I think yes. I think I think it's something quite special. Um, my Brother the Devil is also worth mention. Um, that is a, a lovely movie. Um, Sally El Husseini uh, is the director of it, and uh, she's going to join us as a guest to come and talk uh, about uh, the movie. Uh, you'll know that uh, she won the Best Newcomer Award at the 2012 London Film Festival, ah, and right. uh, she really has put in an incredible uh, movie, which we're mm. very pleased to be having in our, in our season. Um, and worth also a couple of other mentions. It's ten years now since Beautiful Thing, which many people would have seen on, on uh, DVD. Yes, has actually ever been my, seen in the cinema. My first gay movie is that one. Yeah. I think it probably was for a lot of people. Yes, yes. And, and I, I, it's such a moving mo- movie, and yet, but very funny as well. And very funny, brilliantly, absolutely funny. brilliant. I mean, n- nobody will ever forget the girl with the hand whisk pretending to be Mama Cass. It was just <laughs> absolutely fantastic movie. And when you see it, it comes it comes flooding back to you. But yeah. I mean, it's. 10 years now since uh, the movie um, uh, was seen in the cinema and and we're very proud. Why is that, that it hasn't been... Do you know the rights expired and then nobody went to to get them back again for Mm. theatrical releases? Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, you could... And actually the DVD became difficult to get. Um, You know, you had old copies of it lying around, but they they weren't issuing any new ones. And um, we tried to get it for our very first season and I'm I'm very pleased that here we are in in season four... uh, actually being able to to, to screen it because it's it's a wonderful movie i still get tearful every time uh, the, the two guys fall in love i think oh. it's the most incredibly romantic um part of of any movie yes. anyway i can remember that the peppermint foot lotion absolutely yeah. the peppermint foot lotion do you you That's so remember it well in yes. My mind. Yes, yes which he rubs on his back because he's been beaten up by his yes. brothers and, it, and oh. it, it's, it's it's a wonderful 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 movie and Talking of anniversaries, 40 years since Cabaret. So um, mm. incredible. I don't know if you saw um, in the newspapers uh, a week or two ago, uh, Liza Minnelli and uh, mm. Joel Grey and, and, mm-hmm. and all the cast got together 40 yes. years on from, uh, from the launch of, uh, of Cabaret. And so it's lovely to celebrate that movie, which is it's still tremendously good fun and um, has such humour in it. And, yes, and again, was, was one of those movies which uh, you, you, you saw a, as somebody who was gay and really latched onto and realised it was, it was something very different in cinemas. So you must have had a lot of fun programming all this then. How on earth do you decide? It's a nightmare. Yeah. I'll tell you why. It's, <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it, but it's an absolute nightmare. And, and the reason why I love it is because you're putting on films that you feel very passionate about and, and are very different. Yeah. Um, the reason why it's a nightmare is because you end up with the perfect programme and then you find that three of them aren't available. Uh. And they're not available for all sorts of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from... Uh, not being able to find a print of the film and uh, or it being damaged in some way or they've sent it abroad or they only mm. kept three copies of it and, oh, no. and, and whatever. Uh, we even found one last year which uh, was uh, the uh, Like It Is which was the, the wonderful movie about the, about the boxers um, mm. and the, the one which starred uh, Roger Daltrey uh, in it. Oh. And um, we, we were trying to show that and, and we nearly did, missed it and didn't get it until we invited the producer to come in and talk about the, the movie and she said oh well I've got a copy of it on 35mm in my garage I'll oh, bring that's it in handy. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so that's how we managed to find it. So, so it, 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 is, it is frustrating that, that you can't always find um, the movies that you want because they're not always available. But what's wonderful is that you can sort of keep your eye on them and eventually get them. And I think yes, we, we, we've managed to do that with, with beautiful things. Yes, and actually with Grand Ecole as well, which is a lovely French movie um, about guys uh, in a university and they fall in love and one of them um, try, tries uh, to, to grab the other's attentions and he, and he keeps being, being pushed away and eventually uh, the two of them come together. So it's, it's a lovely movie. Ah, I wondered what you were going to say then when he tries to grab the others. Because the, the photo seems to be of them in the shower. So uh, yes, there's a, lot of that, there's a lot yes. of uh, boys in showers, actually. Boys in showers. Uh, in, oh, well, in all the boys so will be going to that yes, one. And indeed the one that follows, um, I Want Your Love, which is, a, which is probably the... Uh, most explicit of the movies okay. that we're, we're showing. Yeah. Uh, I I will be careful what I say, but I, but it <laughs> <Okay>. certainly uh, <laughs> uh, is life in 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 San Francisco um, told exactly as it is, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, it's it's quite a it's quite a it's quite a, a chilling and and um, quite quite sort of uh, fun movie in places. Okay. It sort of switches between the two a bit, yeah. uh, but it's it's quite explicit and, and is and is very different from everything else that we're showing. Well, fantastic. And just quickly, do you think we still need gay film seasons? I think we do, actually, yes. Mm. I I think that um, it's an opportunity to bring everybody together, and I think that's one of the things that we Mm. have found. We've found that so many people, particularly at Riverside, because um, we're in West London, we're easy to get to, um, and we have quite a local community who love to, to, to come to the venue anyway, but... Um, during our, our Deep Desires and Broken Dreams week, we find that many of the people come back almost every day and sometimes see one film or two films yeah, a day. Yeah. And there's a couple of people, who have, I think, have actually been to every single film we've done, <gasps> wow. which is incredible. That's hardcore. It, it really is hardcore, seeing, seeing, seeing two or sometimes at the weekend four films a day. Gosh, what do they do for a job? <laughs> <laughs> I think they watch movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're probably a film critic. Well, uh, it might be, yes, yeah. <laughs> You never know. But, I mean, it, it's fantastic. But I, I, think it, I think it also is an opportunity to meet up with other people. It's a fantastic fantastic social event um it, I, I think there is a, a a place for 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 um gay movies i i think that you know just going back to what we were talking about b- before about about the equality uh, that we're, we're all still seeking over all mm. simple things like being able to marry the person we love um I, I think until we have equality and not partial equality, we still need gay film festivals. Yes, oh no, I absolutely agree. But it's it's great to hear it <laughs> summed up so succinctly by by you guys. So just run down the uh, website where people should look for all the details and go to book tickets. Well, Riverside Studios' uh, website is riversidestudios.co.uk, and if you put slash deep after it, uh, you will get to uh, all of our uh, movies and, a, and a, a chance to have a look through all the listings, and you'll be able to buy tickets there as well so it's Riverside Studios co-uk slash deep and our festival starts on Thursday Thursday uh, yeah. it goes on and for it a week. goes on for a week and uh, please do come along there's something there for everyone brilliant well let's hear a track now from the wonderful trans artist C.N. Lester this is Ashes and we'll be speaking to the artist Simon Croft after this that's the wonderful sounds of C.N. Lester there. That track is Ashes, which is the title track of the album that's out now. Well, Resonance is having a fundraising drive at the moment that I must plug. Money makes the world go round, not just on the musical stage, but here at Resonance FM as well. And it's fundraising week, and in order to keep the station going, we do need your support so we can continue presenting out in South London and all the other fabulous shows on Resonance. Last year, we raised 
£18,500, so that's not too bad. Uh, this year's target is £30,000. We've got 10924 already, so we're counting down towards that total. And if listeners gave just £3, then we'd meet, meet half the fundraising target. So you can find details of how to donate on the Resonance FM website, resonancefm.co.uk. And let's hear that clinking and clunking sound that makes the world go round as Resonance will be received with thanks and cheers. So let's um, talk to our second guest, who I mentioned I was going to be talking to. We plugged a couple of weeks ago the Loudest Whispers exhibition that's going on, and I'm pleased to say that another artist from the exhibition, Simon Cross. Simon Croft, sorry, I'm stumbling today. I'm not drunk, I assure you, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me here tonight, uh, Rosie. Well, no, it's great to have you on, because um, the exhibition has now opened, hasn't it? Yes, it has, yeah. We had a very, very successful opening night on the 1st of February. Um, there were over 250 people there. Wow. Uh, lots of entertainment. It was it was a really good, uh, really good show. Brilliant. It's going on till the end of March, isn't it? So it is, yes. It's still got lots of time. Yes, there's plenty of time. It closes on the 28th of March. Okay, fantastic. It's at the conference centre in St Pancras Hospital, is that right? Yep, that's right, yeah. Okay, and it's free It's free to go along, is it? Absolutely free to Perfect. go along, and it, it's a really good opportunity to see, uh, I think there are either 29 or 30 artists showing work there. This year's is particularly um, a, a vibrant, lively, very colourful show. Mm. Um, it's it's great, and I would certainly recommend it to anybody who uh, who happens to be in that general area. Fantastic, and it's it's LGBT artists, isn't it? Very much so, and it's one of the lovely things I think about Loudest Whispers is that um, trans isn't token at all. Um, there no. are quite a lot of trans uh, uh, and intersex artists within the show, and uh, have been through all four of the years. Um, so it really is quite a, a good diverse show. Fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit about your own um, work. I mean, I, I saw your artist statement where you sent us a couple of your your pieces, one of them particularly interesting where you'd sort of torn bits of, of paper from magazines which had different body parts on and then sort of assembled them in a slightly unrecognisable shape, um, which was, was interesting, I thought. Yes, um, that's also. The, I was very pleased to have that piece chosen for the uh, for the poster and post yeah. postcard of, of the show as well. Um, it's slightly unusual foray into collage for me. Most mm. of my work tends to be small object making based around process, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this particular instance, the sort of thing that was running around my head was um, how quite often trans people are seen as being very different to uh, to non-trans people Mm. Um, and this idea of actually the piece's title is Transland and the idea is Transland is every land you can't really tell um, who who is trans uh, around you and the Mm. idea of using flesh and body parts and disconnecting them um, and taking them from for want of a better word aspirational magazines um, Mm. And which are a very sort of gender binary usually, aren't they? Very, and uh, biased in all kinds of gender ways as well. Mm. And, and one of the things I'm trying to do with my work is not speak explicitly about the transgender experience, but to draw from it, perhaps to throw more light on how gender um, confines and constrains everybody, how how gendered society still is in, in many ways. Yes. Uh, and of course, drawing from those kinds of magazines, it makes it quite clear. Mm. Absolutely. And there's a lot of sort of pop culture as well. Um, There was another one, Recording Changes, which had lots of um, record labels as well. Yes, so actually they were old record bags. Oh, um, oh bags. Were and they? so it was a comment on um, on change, on transition. Um, but yes. how the recording process is changed. Absolutely, the changing in media. Yeah. Um, 
And and what I'd done with that was I had used the old record bags from record shops, many of which were independent and which I'd kept from 20, 25 years ago. And I'd originally kept them as a kind of cheap room decoration and uh-huh. for the uh, um, for the information on the record shops themselves. And I suddenly realised I had this kind of history of old independent shops that wasn't well, they, they weren't there yes, anymore. Yes, of course, they've all gone, haven't um, they? And so I photographed them and mocked them up into Polaroids, which again ah, is now yes, another uh, very a, a media that's passed. Uh, and so it was a comment on on transition transition of of media, but also transition of the person how how a person moves on through their lives. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Um, and what? How many pieces have you got in the exhibition? Because there's so many artists, I guess you can't all have that that many. No, I think the the maximum set was four, and I've got three pieces in there. And are they um, those two we've talked about, or no? The, the two that we've talked about, plus one other, which is a kind of companion piece to the record bags ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is reflecting on the, the passing of uh, vinyl in, in, in most instances um, mm. and the little kind of um, etched messages, strange, obscure, secret messages that you'd oh, often yes. find in the runoff area oh, yeah, um, and getting those kind of more visible and some of them would be very odd indeed. Some mm. of them would be straightforward but others I would always look for them and think, oh, I wonder what that's about or who that's for or yeah. what the meaning of that is, these kind of little secret things oh, in there. Secret code, secret messages, yes. I, I hadn't really thought about those because of course we, we don't have final anymore we don't really um don't really see them so yeah i was more of a cassette um, consumer myself anyway so i've got loads of cassettes under my bed i don't know what on earth i'm going to do with now they probably just would sound terrible if i tried to play them probably all warped um so just um tell us again what do you know what times and days is it open every day the exhibition uh unfortunately it's open on the uh conference center hours which are okay. monday to friday and it's nine to five thirty. Oh, okay um so bunk so, off work yes it is bunk off work go in your lunch hour that sort of thing um yes. we did have a one saturday opening uh that is now has now gone oh okay um but uh, that's that's the nature of the venue Okay, well, no, I'm sure still lots of people will be able to uh, to get along, like you say, in their lunch hour, if they are working well. That almost brings to a close another episode of Out in South London. My thanks to my guests, Guy and Simon. Um, well, this Thursday, the musical Tailor Made Man opens at the Arts Theatre about a silent movie star who got fired being, for being gay and refused to leave his partner. Next week, we're going to be talking to Amy Rosenthal, who co-wrote the musical. Also, I must plug this Thursday, if you're not off to the uh, the Riverside to see a film, um, Nathan Evans, who we've had on his I Love You But We Only Have Four Minutes to Save the Earth. It's, it's not normally as short as four minutes, but they've got performers doing very, very short um, sections on the show that he came to talk to us about recently. That's at the Toynbee Studios this Thursday. Um, so we will be back next week as I said with Amy Rosenthal but also with the woman that we're going to play out with Billy Myers you might remember had a hit many years ago with Kiss the Rain and she has got a comeback album that is going to be coming out called Tea and Sympathy and this track is called Wonderful see you next week